So school has started back up, as we know. Um, college football starting back up too. You know, Notre Dame beat uh, Navy by a, a large sum, no surprise. Um, you know, the corn is getting ready to be harvested. And I found myself just driving out west for something just a few days back, uh, just through all the cornfields on the backcountry roads. And all of a sudden I was just reminded of another drive I had had with my parents, my mom and my dad some uh, eight years prior. I had just finished college and I was working as a marketer and assistant editor for Lighthouse Catholic Media and Ignatius Press, respectively. Uh, it was late summer and uh, we had just finished visiting my brother John who was uh, at Iowa State and we caught you know, a football game and tailgate and we were just heading back from that. And I don't remember if I was driving or if it was my dad who was driving, uh, but I do know that my mom was taking a nap in the back. And so uh, it was nice because it just allowed for me and my, my dad to kind of just talk about uh, things, you know, get a little bit more personal. And uh, I just remember my dad asking, you know, on the drive back, have you ever thought about entering the seminary? And it was at that moment, just with that question, that I realized I needed to call our vocation director uh, right away. You know, uh, the priesthood, uh, entering the seminary was something I had been thinking for years. Uh, and in fact, it was something that I had come to the conclusion, you know, a few months prior at the beginning of summer that I needed to enter seminary, that I just had to take that next step. But for some reason, I just continued to kind of drag my feet. Um, and it was my father through his question who called me to action uh, to take that next step. And so after that conversation, um, I called our vocation director uh, the very next month. <laughs> but I did finally get around to calling him, and so that was good. Today, Jesus proposes um, a very important question to his disciples. Who do you say that I am? And how do they respond? Uh, they don't respond with, you know, a good moral teacher, you know, uh, just, a, just a good guy. Uh, no, they begin by answering with uh, prophets, giving names of prophets and calling him a prophet, which is this term of great respect, but uh, it's also a person who isn't safe, you know. Uh, we just have to look to the Old Testament to see how the people often treated the prophets. They, they persecuted them, they gave them, you know, they, they tortured them, they killed them, and, um, you know, they didn't give them much respect for being that mouthpiece of God. And then we hear Peter uh, go on to call him the Christ, to call Jesus the Christ, that is, the anointed one, the living son of God. Uh, it is this question of Jesus that calls Peter to action, to embrace his role as the leader of the disciples. And then Jesus responds by calling Peter uh, the rock on which he will build his church and of which, you know, the fires of the netherworld will not prevail. And he will also give him the keys to the kingdom of heaven. G.K. Chesterton, um, a famous kind of Catholic writer uh, of the 20th century, uh, notices something a little funny about Peter being called a rock at this very moment. In his book, The Everlasting Man, he notes that this image is something that could only be fully explained and expanded uh, in itself afterwards, after the fact, because since at the time, Peter seems more of a reed than a rock, 
And we know this because uh, in the very next passage, um, Peter tells Jesus, no, you're not going to suffer, you're not going to die, to which Jesus rebukes him and says, get behind me, Satan. And then we go on to see Peter, you know, fail to stand by Jesus in his, you know, his most dire need, you know, and he ends up not just betraying Jesus once, but three times. It is not until after Christ's death and resurrection and Pentecost that Peter becomes that rock prophesied by the Jesus's words in today's gospel. When he embraces his role as this vicar of Christ's church, he goes on to build up the church and picks up his cross and follows Jesus. At the end of his life, he better resembles a solid rock when he suffers crucifixion upside down in Nero's circus rather than risking betraying his beloved Lord. Today, Jesus is asking all of us here the very same question he asked the disciples some 2,000 years ago. Who do you say that I am? Who do you say that I am? And guess what? We don't have um, the ability to respond, you know, a prophet uh, or a good moral teacher or some good guy desirous of peace because that is not who he claimed to be. Um, that's not how he revealed himself in, in, in the scriptures, in tradition. And if you scour Revelation, you will never find him self-identifying uh, himself as any of these things. No, he reveals himself as the Christ, the Son of the living God. And so the only response available to you, to all of us here, in regards to this question, is to affirm his identity or to deny it. There simply is no middle ground. He is either God or he's not. And there's implications to your response. This weekend, we're kind of doing a push for RCIA, which uh, stands for the Rite of Christian Initiation of Adults, which more or less is just uh, a time of formation that prepares one to enter the Catholic Church. Uh, It prepares one to receive the sacraments of uh, initiation, which are baptism, the Eucharist, and confirmation. Uh, It just allows for this time to go deeper in knowledge and love of our Lord and his church, uh, and also just to kind of resolve those questions that are on our hearts, to bring, you know, resolution to some doubts, and uh, it's also just uh, to ultimately bring about your salvation. Uh, God loves all of you here. Uh, Sin gets in the way of his plan for you, uh, he, but Christ died to save you, and um, so repent and believe in the gospel, the good news, be baptized and receive the Holy Spirit, and remain in Christ and his church, and go uh, make disciples of all nations. Now back to the implications of your response. If when you hear this question, who do you say that I am, and there's something just stirring in your heart that makes you want to say yes, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God, and you are unbaptized or baptized in another faith, or perhaps um, you're Catholic but just never received uh, all your sacraments, um, your response of yes must be, must be followed by action. Because Jesus doesn't say, cool, glad you believe uh, that I am the Son of God, just keep doing what you're doing. No, he says, pick up your cross and follow me. I invite you to take the next step, just to show up to our first RCI meeting, which will be Wednesday, September 13th um, at 7 o'clock at the downtown church. And I'll give a little bit more information about that at the end of the Mass. If, when you hear this question, you know, something's stirring in your heart that makes you want to say yes, 
You are the Christ, the Son of the living God, and you are baptized and have been fully received into the church, your response of yes must also be followed by action. Because Jesus doesn't say, cool, uh, I'm glad you received, you know, baptism, Eucharist, confirmation, uh, you're all done, cool, you're all good, all set. No, he says, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. You know the people who are on the fence, who perhaps have been thinking about uh, joining the Catholic Church, um, and so I invite you to take the next step. Uh, just propose a simple question to these individuals. Have you ever thought about being Catholic? Have you thought about doing RCIA this fall? Do not underestimate the power of a question. God can work amazing things through questions. A simple question might make a priest. A simple question might make a Catholic Christian. A simple question might save a soul but it's up to you to ask those questions.